There are a few topics you might want to steer clear of around the holidays. You know what I'm talking about. Usually they're the things that can get someone riled up or that divide the group. Politics, sports rivalries, maybe even religion. The subjects around which we dig our feet into the ground and not only refuse to budge, but simply don't understand how anyone can believe the opposite. It's 2021, which means it's the first time for many of us that we've been gathering like normal in a couple of years, without quarantining for two weeks, without holding a paper plate over a keyboard and smiling at loved ones over a webcam. We're together again. And it feels good. Here's one thing I think we can all agree on. After a long day of hitting up the local shops, marveling at how much the kids have grown, wrapping and exchanging gifts while watching holiday movies and snuggled up on the couch, there's no better way to wind down than with a cup of something sweet, creamy, maybe even a little boozy. Ah, eggnog. Don't you love eggnog? Oh, I love it. Especially if you put a little whiskey in there. It's an acquired taste, I feel like. Wait, you don't like eggnog? I grew up on drinking a little eggnog when we put the tree up with my family. It was like one of those things that you did, mm-hmm. just part of the tradition. But nowadays, I'm not a big fan. I don't like it. I don't know. I've never really had it, to be honest. So how do you know you don't like it? <laughs> I don't know. People just say it's not good. Okay, so maybe eggnog is a little controversial, too. Thanks to Five on Your Side colleagues Megan Mays, Casey Nolan, Cassie Kibbins, and Andrea Firestone for weighing in, by the way. The folks at Delish describe it as a sweet, thick, creamy, and butterscotch-colored drink, the beverage of choice this time of year. A food writer for Vox says even the word, though, is deeply unsettling with a, quote, unshakable grossness. We posted the question on Facebook, and it became a rare occasion of actually mostly positive comments when we asked, how do you feel about eggnog? Over 100 people weighed in, and most were there to say they loved it. Becky was among the crowd to say a glass or two each year is good, but any more might be too much. But Charlotte and several others said they wished they could have it all year round. Then you had the folks like Debbie, who said they love it but lament the calorie load. Maybe it's best that it's just a a once-a-year thing. And quite a few people offered their suggested added ingredients to make the stuff from Prairie Farms or Oberweiss or wherever just a little toastier. Like with alcohol in it? Tis the season. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, a nod to eggnog. Emphasis on the nog. Well, it is the way to drink it, really, <laughs> let's be real. How one local hotspot for the warm bevy starts preparing months in advance, and why we typically sip it around Christmas time. Plus, food news and a very busy December weekend planner. So, first, a quick lesson in why the heck we drink this egg smoothie around the holidays, courtesy of the writers at Delish. They cite food historian Frederick Opie, who says colonists referred to rum as grog, and bartenders served rum in small wooden carved mugs called noggins. This drink, the combination of egg yolks and cream and sugar and, of course, rum, was called egg and grog. Then eventually, eggnog. The first recorded recipe is from back in 1775. Opie says the drink's connected to British aristocracy, where wealthy people would drink warm milk and egg beverages in the winter, seasoned with those expensive spices like nutmeg and cinnamon, and dosed with expensive liquors like brandy and sherry. You know, to keep the dairy from spoiling. Instead of brandy and sherry, Americans used rum. The scarcity of rum, though, meant it became more of a special occasion winter drink, which is why we now associate it with the Christmas season. 
Local dairier Prairie Farms has been packaging and selling eggnog around the holidays for more than 50 years. They tell me about one and a half million cartons are sold each year. You don't always have to have booze in it. That's not a rule or anything like that. You can keep it without the nog, unless you are at the Royale, a legendary South City bar, restaurant, and gathering place where owner Steve Smith poured me my first glass of the season, the night before Thanksgiving. We're in the Royale, sitting mm-hmm. down right yes, now. The right. home of many a philosophical conversation, solving the world's problems, coming up with the grandest of ideas. Mm-hmm. Eggnog is a very controversial drink. Yeah, because there's usually you have two two camps. Yep. One is they will, you know, they'll forfeit their firstborn for an eggnog. Then there's others that are repulsed by it. Yeah. And I don't exactly understand the repulsion necessarily, but there I know there are some people that definitely don't like milk. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think that's usually the orientation. But this isn't like you're just drinking milk. Maybe it's the egg yolk part too, though. Yeah. I mean, the uh, word egg isn't everyone's favorite yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'm uh, in the middle of something. Why don't you guys take a look at the uh, So, yeah, usually, well, the thing is, is I don't think it's like, I, it tastes like eggs to me. You right, know? right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So. And so, and you all only have boozy eggnog here, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other eggnog has a distinct shelf life. Yes. So, um, no, I know a lot of the. People that don't drink are like, oh, but what about me? I'm like, yeah, but I don't sell enough of it. I mean, I guess I could probably do it. I did do, the one I did do experiment with, and I've had mixed results with, I didn't do a batch this year, but I have done vegan eggnog. Oh. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I think it was coconut milk on one of them and dates, I think is what I used. I still got some upstairs. I can probably grab it, but that's like... Interesting. I think that's like a two-year-old uh, test up there, which I, might not yeah. be as good. The, the, the dairy-free is one... Well, I guess is, is egg a dairy? Is, does egg count as dairy? I think the government says so. I don't know. <laughs> Steve has some notes on hand. Well, a picture of notes on hand. It's his recipe, which he is happy to share in a bit more detail. Turns out the emphasis on the nog isn't just for this episode. It really is to make sure those stuff lasts through sure. the holidays. Sure, sure. I mean, it's egg yolks. Uh, you got to beat those regularly, mm-hmm. quite thoroughly. Uh, we have sugar. You add a little bit of sugar. We add some milk, whole milk, and then we add in some half and half. And then some bourbon, some cognac, some rum. And then, uh, you know, you got to do a little bit of a process to that. But we start doing that usually, I think we started in July. You know, we'll start between July and September. We'll start making it. And then we make, um, I think we make about 40 gallons or so, 38 gallons. And then we bottle it up. I've got uh, one liter bottles that we have to sell to carry out. Uh, I don't know if they're on the bar. We make one one liters, half liters, and then little five ounce, cute little five ounce bottles, which are closer to this size. Cute little bottles. Yeah, yeah. These are four ounce servings that we have in these beautiful, classic little uh, punch cups. Mm-hmm. We grate a little nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon on there, and mm-hmm. you got it going. I've always now these these hold really well because we have a lot of high uh, high alcohol. I was going to ask you. I was like, how do you start making this stuff in the summertime? It holds. Yeah. You use high. You have to use the right combination of high proof bourbon, and as long as you got high enough of that in there, it'll hold and it'll hold essentially in perpetuity. I can't. 
say the quality of it's going to <laughs> it should get better with age but then it's at a certain point it then starts to not be as tasty i mean wine is not better if it's 200 years old right. necessarily right so right you could probably drink it it's probably going to be just be vinegar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but it's not not edible but i do have some i do have about i think maybe eight bottles left over from last year which i opened up and they tasted great mm. they just kind of you know just the taste evolves as you go on yeah well, there you go. Well, hold on. Wait, we got to cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so over at the Royale right now, like as we speak, producer Dory from mm -hmm. the podcast booth, they are setting up their very weird Christmas holiday decor. If you've never been by there, it's not exactly like it. it it's not your children's book Christmas setup. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. They like to keep things funky over there. Uh, yes, they do. I was just on their patio a few weeks ago enjoying some dinner. It was. It's a very nice, cozy patio. I can't wait to see it all decked out. It's going to be even more decked out than it was for Christmas last year. And okay. we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well as some of the other Christmas pop-ups coming around St. Louis. You know we love talking about those in a future episode. So Ooh. make sure you listen to that. And also a future episode we're putting together that we need folks to help us out with is our call-in episode so you can do a couple things uh we're taking emails too right Doris? yes yep so email is podcasts at ksdk.com you can send us an email but what we would love the most is a voicemail the number to call for that is 314-532-6012 again that number is 314-532-6012 Six zero one two. I'm always nervous that I'm not like enunciating numbers properly because you can't be like three is in the number after one, two. two yeah, three. yeah, yeah. Get all um, count on you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that is the number we want you to call to share some of your holiday thoughts with us. Yeah. Um, what you're thankful for. Your family traditions. Um, all sorts of things. All sorts of things. What's that one story that somebody always brings up every time you're around the Christmas tree. You know you've always wanted to be on a podcast, so here's your opportunity to do so <laughs> right now. And you're going to hear the sound of your voice on our podcast, and it's going to launch your podcast career. And then next thing you know, you get to work from home forever as your own podcast, like, maven. Dream job. There you go. Uh, it's our dream job to bring you the food news roundup here. And, Dory, you've got a couple things to let us know about. Uh, it's not just eggnog you're going to see on store shelves coming up. Yeah, we've got a new apple coming to St. Louis. This is really Which is cool. weird and random. Yeah, <laughs> so the next time you go to Schnucks, keep an eye out for the Ever Crisp Apple. It's the first time they're available on grocery store shelves in the St. Louis area. And this is kind of cool. It was worked up with Eckerd's and the Midwest Apple Improvement Association. I love that. Who knew that was a I thing? want a t-shirt that says Midwest <laughs> Apple Improvement Association. <laughs> what a lovely organization. Mm -hmm. So they've worked over the last decade to develop the Evercrisp Apple. They describe it as combining the best of Honeycrisp and Fuji apples for a sweet and crunchy taste that can be stored in the fridge for months. That's good. Get you through the winter. Um, so farmers across the Midwest helped with this research, and then they discovered this crossover apple that can withstand our crazy and unpredictable winter and spring weather. Um, for now, or they had been doing limited availability in the pick-your-own-experiences-at-Eckert's. That's why you might have heard yeah, of this Yeah, I've had one before. Okay. So, But now they have enough trees planted and mature enough to distribute out to all Chinook stores in the area. Science is so cool. 
Like when you can take science and use it to make something that's not only delicious but heartier and can mm-hmm. help with our ever or our, you know ever existent problem of being able to feed people. Yes, I love seeing that, and I'm going to pick some up because I also need food Apples. that lasts a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like that. Okay, so we're talking restaurants now with uh, somebody who just can't quit when it comes to doing new things. Doing new things. And this one I've never heard of, a smash pizza. That's like usually what happens if you forget you put the pizza on the passenger seat and you sit on the top of the cardboard box, right? Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the crew behind the Lucky Accomplice and Shift in the in the Fox Park neighborhood, they're opening up this new concept called Press next spring. Uh, it's going to be located on the same block as those other restaurants. So they described the smash pizza. It's not really a pizza or a calzone or a sandwich. They explained how they do it. They said they stretch the dough across a hot cast iron press, and then they fill it with ingredients and smash that all together. And then it's topped with more ingredients and sliced and served like a pizza. They said huh. it's crispy, chewy, and delicious. I have a hard time picturing it. I feel like it kind of sounds like a quiche, maybe, without the eggs. And I wonder how thick it is. Yeah. Because they haven't really posted any pictures. They haven't yet. I just double-checked again last night. And the other thing is, too, like, we could look up Smash Pizza right now, and it might be totally different than what, you know, Logan Ely as an accomplished chef is going to come up with. But I'm going to Google right now what a Smash Pizza looks like. Okay, let's see. And hopefully it's more than just... A smush hey, pizza. the KSDK Five in Your Side article is the first thing that comes up when hey. I Google it. Okay, it kind of just looks like a regular pizza. Okay. So maybe a pizza that has more in its dough? In the layers? In the crust and stuff? Kind of like a deep dish, but less saucy and more ingredients, maybe? Doughy? We'll see. We'll have to try it. I am excited. That is exciting. And we, do we know when they are opening it yet? In the spring. Okay. They just haven't said when, just in the spring. Perfect. Just in time for spring break. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's talk wine now, Dory. All right, so we've got our weekly update on a local business getting national attention. This time it's Stonehill Winery. They have some new hardware after bringing home several awards and two national competitions. So first up, their 2018 Cross J. Norton won Best Native Wine from the American Wine Association. So... Hmm. I had to look up what is a native wine? What does that exactly mean? Basically, it uses grapes that are developed in the U.S., not in Europe. A lot of our popular um, varieties here in the U.S., Cabs, Chardonnays, Pinot Noir, those are using grapes developed in Europe. Okay. So not a native wine, but a Norton uses the native wine or the native grapes, and it received one of the top 10 coveted best-in-class awards. So out of hundreds of uh, vineyards and wines, they got one of those top 10 awards. Um, They also got 12 others in that competition. And then a couple days later, they took on some other top honors at the Jefferson Cup Invitational this is known as the Olympics of wine competitions, apparently. Whoa. Yeah, so they won um, several different prizes for their Norton, their Ozark Hellbender, and Cream Sherry. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Olympics of wine competitions. Why don't we cover that like we do the regular Olympics? I, I'm, I'm putting a word. on that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I love getting a little more attention on Missouri wine country, too. Yes, exactly. Hey, Joy, what's the best thing? And we're coming off of Thanksgiving and just a few days off and enjoying generally like 
a lot of food. So yes. I want to know what the best thing is you had to eat this week. Well, since we've been off two mm-hmm. weeks and there was a lot of food that happened between now and then, um, I talked it over with my husband. Okay. It's like, Jason. It's a what, family decision. Family decision, sort of. Um, <laughs> I just want to, I like to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so he said that I have to say the apple pie that I made for <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> is the best thing. It was really good. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. You made or he made? I made it. Yeah. And it was homemade, homemade dough. I did the, the cross stitching or how whatever it's, what is it called on the top? It can be whatever you want it to be called. You know, where it's your pie. Yeah, where it looks like a basket like on the, the top. We- weaving? Yeah, the weaving. Mm-hmm. So I made the dough all myself and it turned out pretty darn good. Yeah, pat yeah. yourself on the back oh, there, Dory. The I yeah. love that. So that was the best thing. I also wanted to give a shout out, though, to Bar K. We went there a couple weeks ago with our pups. Um, they got to just run around and have their best day ever. The best day ever. Yes. Especially your pup was just like the king of Bar K. He loved it. We He slept. We <laughs> only had a three-minute ride home, and he slept, and he was <laughs> <laughs> he was he was so happy. He um, loved running around with our pack of dog friends yes. and then meeting some new ones. Yeah. And while we let them run around, we sipped on some beverages. So uh, I was kind of still coming off of my booster shot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ickiness at that point. So I just really wanted like a hot apple cider. Jason went and grabbed one, and it had bourbon in it. There you go. <laughs> I did not realize that, and I don't like bourbon, but this drink was great. It was the first bourbon drink I've ever liked. And he was excited about that. He, he was, was just like, look, ha-ha, you <laughs> love this. There you go. I tricked her. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was good. It was a uh, bar K. If you haven't made it out there yet and you have a dog, definitely recommend. It was fun. It was fun. It was really cool. And they have a food area, too. We didn't make it over there. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going back. I love that. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to make a game time decision here and give oh. myself a pat on the back, too. Yes, because do it unexpectedly in some ways wound up having Thanksgiving for the fiance's family mm-hmm. at my little condo <laughs> and our little condo and it was cozy, cozy in there um but you know what rocked it I think like it was a lot especially as a person who often works Thanksgiving and so like this was my first Thanksgiving off in forever and so I never have to cook anything. Like, yeah. I don't even have to help. I don't have to, like, bring anything. Sometimes I pick up a pack of cookies or, <laughs> you know, something like that. And so to make, like, the green bean, to singularly make the green bean casserole and their Brussels sprout salad and to help with the turkey, I shoved my hand into turkey. Wow. Yeah. You got up in there. I did that. And you know what? It was all really good. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Yes, you should. It is not an easy task. And there are a lot of details you got to think about that you don't realize. Especially when it's somebody else's Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. that I'm trying not to ruin. And I'm like, ooh, this is your grandma's recipe? All right. I will alter it in very minimal ways. But I also want to give a shout out to probably the actual best thing I had to eat this week, which was um, over at the City Foundry, the Colby Taco Shack has moved over there. Yes. Among the different shack, uh, like stalls, shacks and stalls and things like that, you can get at the City Foundry now. Um, and that one always has a long line. Yes, and it does. I was like, you know, this time I got there right before the winter market, which we'll tell you a little bit more about in a second. Um, and had lunch there with all the girl cousins who were in town. We did some small Aww. business Saturday shopping. And I got this sweet and spicy pork in a burrito. Ooh. So normally go with tacos there. But I was like, okay, it's rare that I can be here without a big line. And I got a burrito. And it was so 
good. Mm-hmm. It was like not too huge, so I was able to eat the whole thing and feel like satisfied and keep shopping afterward. And it was like not too spicy at all. Yeah. Like, so if you're worried about that, it was really good. So oh. I definitely recommend that. If you see a rare moment where Colby doesn't have a huge line, they usually do. Yeah. Uh, and they're what I got the last time yeah. I went. Yep. You got to hop up in there. So, all right. Well, that's one option for your weekend. Like we said, we'll tell you about in just a little bit. But Dory, we have a loaded weekend planner because it is officially the first weekend of December. Yes. So starting off, we've got the Kimswick Christmas Festival and Cookie Walk. This is happening all weekend, Friday through Sunday in the historic town. It's going to be decked out for the holidays. You can go see carolers perform while there are luminaries lighting your way through the various local businesses there in Kimswick. Always a great time, and it it really does have that old-timey feel there. Um, Tickets are needed for the cookie walk, though, and I'm sorry to say they are sold out. Still a great thing to go visit. Yes, exactly. You can still shop around. If you want to be shopping and walking in Maplewood, the Christmas tree walk begins there on Friday. The Chamber of Commerce says the event will be reminiscent of a Christmas carol with costume carols, carolers, and horse-drawn carriage rides. There will also be a Christmas tree lighting before the big man himself, Dory. Santa. Santa makes an appearance. You can also sip hot cocoa, stroll and browse, and shop the various local businesses. And some of them on Friday are going to have special discounts as well. All right. And then Saturday, the holiday market is back at Tower Grove Park. You can sneak in some more holiday shopping from 9 to 1 and also pick up produce, meat, bread, coffee, treats, just about anything else you need for your kitchen. Uh, This event is put on by the Tower Grove Farmers Market, and that is Saturday. Also Saturday is the winter market in Grove. Freeman Park, which is interestingly enough, built as St. Louis's original winter market, which I think is pretty cool. It's yeah. a big outdoor holiday crafts fair. It's going to have all kinds of local vendors selling jewelry, art, pottery, candles, ornaments, more, all the things you need from winter market. And this is interesting because, um, you know, they, they need. We, we need to shed some light on this because not only is it the original winter market, I had no idea that Greg Freeman Park was the name of that spot. Of, I go by all the time at Kingsbury and De Pere in the historic Skinker to Bolivar neighborhood. So yeah. in the city, right there. Right um, there. Just go ahead and check that out and stop by because there are so many other things to do on Saturday in the city as well. Yes. On um Cherokee Street, the Print Bazaar coming Love back. That it's event. a big event every year. This is going to be the 14th annual one. This is one of the largest print sales in the Midwest, and they're going to have more than 100 local and regional artists selling their works, including some wood cuts, which sounds really neat, etches, uh, letterpress, screen printing, lithography, and printed fabrics, all different kinds of prints, essentially. You can come for the prints. Stay for the vibrant variety of shops and restaurants that you can peruse there on Cherokee Street. It's a good excuse to get down to Cherokee. Mm-hmm. By the way, I took a printmaking class right before the pandemic mm-hmm. at the Artist Guild in Clayton. It is way harder than it looks. It's <laughs> way more than just like making a stamp and like making art out of that. So I have more appreciation for those artists now. And I have always appreciation for St. Charles and the different holiday events that they have. So, of course, you have all the events down on Main Street, but then there's also Deck the Streets in St. Charles up there in the streets of St. Charles area. That's on Saturday. They're going to be showing How the Grinch Stole Christmas at the AMC Theater. Tickets are only $5 in advance, or you can donate two canned food items for free 
for free entry there, which is pretty cool. There will also be free selfies with Santa's elves. Ooh. They're finally getting some FaceTime in that space right next to Arch Apparel. And you make sh- want to make sure you stroll your way along the street to support all those local businesses that have popped up there in that Streets of St. Charles area. And I know another place near and dear to your heart. the and Central where West- I literally live. Yes, yeah. literally. <laughs> the Central West End Window Walk is back for the 12th annual, annual event starting this Saturday. It'll be transformed into a winter wonderland, bringing back the time-honored tradition of downtown window displays that are all decorated for the holiday season. Have you ever had any of your family members talk about going downtown when they were kids to see the window displays? I hear my mom talk about it every once in a while. Yeah, that's uh, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I'll mention that, like the big department stores. But usually they just like rushed past the windows because my grandmother was a big shopper. So they were just (laughs) like, screw the windows. We've got sales. (laughs) Barge on in. Yeah, it is such a St. Louis, like a classic St. Louis city thing, but St. Louis thing too. Yes. So that's happening um, Saturday at the Central West End. There are also going to be free carriage rides, ice carvings, carolers, live music, s'mores, and pictures with Santa. So Santa's got a busy weekend in St. Louis. Wow. Making lots of stops. That's why he's putting his elves out there too for selfies. That's true. That's (laughs) why. He's like dropping the elves out out west before he comes back in. (laughs) And then also, as I mentioned before, the City Foundry is hosting their winter market. This is happening every Saturday and Sunday this month. Uh, 50 plus local businesses will be on site selling their goods from noon to four. They're also having a gift wrapping station, which I think is pretty cool. It raises money mm-hmm. um, for the various charities that are working on that. And they'll have a pop-up bar from Schlafly. It's going to, again, continue the next few weekends. And there are plenty of options to like grab a bite to eat. So the way I would do it, stop by around like 1130, mm-hmm. get lunch, brunch, if that's what you want to call Fuel it. Fuel up. Yep. And then go shopping. And lots of good options right there. Perfect. All it's- right. And I know that there's more than we can even fit in this rundown. Yes, there's so much more. So we've got a whole list of holiday-related events, events, holiday-related food and drink specials. We just got a bunch more that we learned about today, plus the must-see holiday light displays in the St. Louis yeah. area, and your guide to all of the holiday pop-up bars. We're going to put all of those links in the episode notes. You can also find all of those on ksdk.com. We are updating those updating those every day as we continue to get more events and tasty things happening around here. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dori Olmos. Special thanks to all the, you know what, the elves of the web team that are keeping all those links updated <laughs> yes. all the time. Yes. They are just killing it there. We appreciate them. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. Leave us a rating and a review. Let us know your thoughts on our Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. Once again, the official holiday call-in number is 314-532-6012. You can email us at podcast at ksdk.com. Have a fantastically wintry first weekend of December and seize the plates.